What's up, everyone? This week on the pod, I got Chris Ramos from Dead Heat. Also, there's a live Omega Point set coming up for you. Also, just wanted to mention that the Reflections cassette compilation has been out now for a few weeks. If you haven't checked it out, go to Spotify. You can listen to it there. Also, if you live in the 805, you can pick it up at Grady's. You can get it at Salzer's. And Doctor Strange has it. So, uh, yeah, you can order through his distro or go into the store. Also, uh, you can get it at the Bandcamp for FTK Records, ftkrecords.bandcamp.com. So check that out. It's got all the 1990s Nardcore bands on it. So Burning Dog, you got Roger from uh, Retaliate Warriors No Motive, his old band by all means. You got Clenched Fists. You got maybe the best track on there, Exxon 83. You got some of my old bands. Everything's on there. So uh, check that out. And... uh, yeah, hook it up. It got put together by Stu, who's been on the pod a bunch. And uh, we've done a couple podcasts in regards to this comp. So go to the archives and check that out. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, please like, rate it, review it wherever you listen to it. And uh, subscribe to it. That's the most important thing. It comes out every Monday. So check it out and spread the word as much as you can. If you want to go the extra mile, you can go to patreon.com slash 185 miles south 185 miles south and become a monthly patreon uh that gets you behind the paywall and we do a patreon podcast for basically every interview episode so uh whenever someone's interviewed on here uh i get a couple buddies on we go we talk about the interview and also we go through the discography of that person and a lot of times these are my favorite podcasts so uh check that out and let's get on with the show. One hundred eighty five miles south, a hardcore punk rock podcast. What's up, everyone? This week on the pod, I got Chris Ramos from Dead Heat. What's up, Chris? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, good to have you. You were on an early episode, but it was like a fun episode with uh, Stu, and we didn't get to dig in, dig in, you know? Yeah. It was one of the the early uh, drunk episodes. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I think it was like back when we were just doing a couple snowball mics, too. It was like real early, and... uh, yeah. yeah. So this is better. Although it's weird COVID times. Like this time we're not in the same room together, which is pretty sorry. Yeah. Last time we were, what, we were in that hotel room. We were able to, you were able to drink tequila with each other. Yeah. I mean, if you want to call it a hotel, that place is a shithole. <laughs> but uh, it's my shithole when I go to Oxnard. I love it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, you know, like we can joke about me saying, like, you know, you're the pride and art and stuff, but. It is pretty rad what you guys have been able to do. And we're recording this in early December. Um, and you just hit your four-year anniversary with Dead Heat. We did. and ha- We did. And I didn't even notice. And I was just like, everybody else told me like, oh, yeah, we, we've been a band for four years. I'm like, shit, we graduated, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, we, ain't, we ain't the high school band anymore. We're, we're going to college. <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird like that, right? Like kind of when you think about things in terms of high school, like how different were you when you like – entered high school compared to like when you graduated, like to do that yeah. same amount of time in a band is pretty wild, huh? 
Actually, yeah, because I, yeah, you grow up a lot in high school. You know what I mean. And same thing with this band. It's like that. That's kind of how it's been. Yeah. Now, what what was like the original intent of Dead Heat? I mean, original intent of Dead Heat. I don't know. It's like, I mean, it was basically Jaina and Anthony starting a band, and then there was like a crossover band. Obviously, like I've always been in a crossover, and I was like, I wanted to be in it. I wanted to play bass originally in it, and then. I switched over to vocals because it just worked out that way. So I don't know. Yeah, I I love the way it started and then just got to where it is now. And I'm like, damn, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. The reason why I ask is just because, like, you guys came out the out the gate like ready to go. You know what I mean? It wasn't like there was growing pains with the the band and so forth. I wanted to start. I, mean, I wanted to start off that way before I circle back and like yeah. talk about your older bands. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, yeah, like that—that's how it was. Like, uh, wait, the, what were you saying again? No, you said no. Uh, just you came out the gate like ready to go. There was no like growing pains with Dead Heat. It was like this no, band's I mean, a force. Yeah, we 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 had been a band for like a minute before we played a show. So that's why it's like we we were starting into something, and then we we're just like, all right, what, what are we gonna name it finally? Like, and then we named it Dead Heat, and we're because we had like five, six songs already like ready, and we we're just like, fuck it. Time, time is now. Yeah, and you guys had done bands before together, right? Yeah, I mean, I had done. All right, my last band with a uh, former member of in Treacherous Skin, and then Anthony was always our, our like, um, like our go-to person because he would always fill in. So I mean, he's always been a like <laughs> another band member from previous bands. And so as Brando, me, Brando, and Anthony started like a bunch of side projects before Dead Heat. Like if we tried to start every other side, like side project band, like a stoner rock band, we tried to start uh, like a, another random hardcore band. We we try to start like a bunch of random ones in Brando's like old room in Camarillo. It's funny. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. But Treacherous Skin, you guys like, you guys were an actual like good band, wouldn't you say? Yeah. We- I mean, yeah, we had. Well, I mean, we were like a legit band. We had, we had two split, or we had a split, and then we had a, a seven inch out. So I mean, it's two seven inches, which is pretty cool. I mean, that was my first shit, like putting anything out on vinyl. So I was like stoked on that, and we were supposed to play like a bunch of things, but we ended up having to like not be able to do it because of like, because Kale was in the band and he was always like going on tour with other bands. So like, we had to like uh cancel on things that he was already on tour for so it just worked out like that we couldn't really do much do you do you remember when you got into punk and hardcore like when would that have been shit like i think middle school middle school i think for sure and like what what time frame is that i i don't know how old you are sorry uh i'm i'm 31 now okay. so i was i was i remember seventh grade i remember the first days of seventh grade it was like the first week or so um 9-11 happened and uh that's what i remember because i remember it was four days before my birthday and i blamed 9-11 for nobody coming to my birthday party (laughs) (laughs) it's all about you man it's all about you dude at that time i was like nobody came I had one friend come over. I was like, oh, I guess I invited a bunch of people. Yeah. What was the first stuff? <laughs> what was the first stuff that you got into? 
Um, first stuff I got into was probably like, let's see. I had a friend who showed me like, well, I was always into like misfits and Ramones and stuff. Cause my sister was like my gateway person at, at that age. Like she, she was always into like crazy stuff like Sepultura and like stuff like that. I got into later, but she showed me like obviously Misfits and Danzig, and I've always known them since an early age. There's like videos of me, like I, I don't even remember, but there's like videos of me, like five years old, singing Misfits with my brother into the camera. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm like, and then thinking about it now, I'm like, oh, I didn't even know, like, I, I knew those songs back then, but it's like engraved. So it's like, I have a Misfits tattoo, and it's more of like my, my, a tattoo for my family now. Cause it's like, oh, it reminds me of them and shit. But like, I don't know. I feel like I got into punk, like, yeah, seventh grade. Like uh, I got a couple of friends who, who were just like into the, like, like scene around here. Like, um, I had one friend who was like into like officer negative and they got me into like going to like Christian, like punk shows. And I was like, all right. So I went to those and I was like, all right, this is cool. Like it was my first experience of going, he was like, that, that that friend was straight edge at the time too. And I was like, all right, well, that's cool. Like, I guess, but I, I wasn't at the time either. I was just like doing whatever. And like seventh grade, I smoked weed in the, for the first time. And I was like, oh shit, this, this is crazy. Cause I think it was laced and I never did it again until like 10th grade. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. And, uh, go ahead. But yeah, like punk, I got into like punk hardcore. Like, I guess that, I guess seventh, eighth grade more. I started like listening, like obviously in control and like, cause you guys were, I think we're playing at the time still. And, um, what was it? Like, I, I just got into like aggression and stalag, like all the original Nardcore bands, like all my friends were showing me them. And like, so I was like, all right, well, I was getting into that. And then I remember eighth grade, I like started having friends at that time. <laughs> And then got split up because I went to a different school and had to start like with a random crew of people that I didn't know. And they got me into hardcore, hardcore. Like they got me into like, uh, I guess, melodic hardcore and shit like too. But that's that's high school. And like, uh, I don't know. From then on, I just like started going to like some shows, like whatever show that was happening during the weekend. Always like the Alpine shows and like. There was the ones that happened at like the underground and shit like, so that that was when I was like fourteen, like fifteen, sixteen, just going to those shows. It's pretty quick. What what junior high and high school did you go to? I went to. Hold on, let me crack this open. Yeah. Uh. Alright, I went to Fremont Junior High. Yeah. And then uh, I went my first like half semester to Oxnard high school. Cause I, I went to ROTC to try it out to be at Oxnard high school because I wasn't in the district. <laughs> so there I was like, fuck it. I'll do ROTC to try to go to Oxnard high school with my friends and I couldn't handle it. So I, they, <laughs> they took me off and I went to Pacifica high school after that. Oh, wild. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that high school didn't even exist when I was in high school. Yeah, well, I mean, it had been brand new. Like it was like in the first five years when I went. That's wild. Yeah. What are some of your early like show going memories, and what connected with you the most? <sighs> Let's see, I mean, 
from early on, I think it was backyard shows because that's like the first shows I went to. Like around Oxnard, there was only backyard shows. Like for a while, it was like I don't. Know, I remember a bunch of like crust punk bands playing too. Like, uh, do you remember that band like James and the Mexicans and like um, some of those bands? Like, I remember uh, the Assault playing too. Like, it was just like random bands that I would always see at, at like backyard shows. And then eventually it would show, be shows at like um like Skate Street, the old Skate Street to start. And then it changed into like where the loft and Alpine is now or, or was now. Right. But most of those shows I'd go to just be, because I, I don't know, I didn't have anything else to go to and all my friends would go to. So I just like go as like hanging out most of all. And then I, from then on, I checked out bands that I liked. Hold on. <clears throat> yeah. So, but then, like, I, I just started going to random shows, like, that I could find, like, uh, I don't know, it was like, like the underground for, at, across the street from the mall. I think where that's where, like, the Retaliate show was. Yeah. Like, the comeback show. The comeback show. Yeah. Like, I remember that. And, like, I don't know, just uh, the ones down the street. It was, like, Mize Cafe. I remember seeing Twenty Five to Life at Mai's Cafe. Was that right next to and I did, next door to Billio's? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I was there. <laughs> yeah, and there was like nobody there, and I was like, "It was bad. This is crazy." Yeah, it was bad because they were. But they I, were like I remember full, that they were all full scab lineup by then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was just like, I, I, I had no idea who they were at the time, and I was like, "This is crazy." The guy has dreadlocks, like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't know, I I wasn't into that yet, and like I had I had just barely gotten into like, cause from out of punk and crust punk into like, uh, hardcore like, like melodic hardcore I guess, like I I started like going to like um or I started liking like bands like Champion and like obviously Carry On and like like those kind of bands and I was just like oh shit this is cool because I was hanging out with like a straight edge crowd at when I went to Pacifica, so it's like. They were, they were just more into that, and I was like, oh, all right, this is sick. And, like, uh, from then on, like, I, I went to Rio Mesa High School. Like, I switched my last junior year to, like, senior year. And I just met, like, a couple friends that were into, like, the same shit. And then they showed me, like, uh, like other bands that I started getting into, like, like Ten Yard Fight and, like, I don't know, like, I forget other bands that were going at the time, but they were just showing me everything that, like, I needed to know about, like, hardcore at the time, and I was like, oh, shit, this is tight. Like, they showed me, like, all the, they gave me all my, like, terror discographies and, like, showed me Allegiance and, like, all these other bands that I was, like, really into at the time, and I was just like, fuck, this is sick. Yeah. So, let's jump into Dead Heat. Uh, You guys do two demos, right? Is it 2016 and 2017? Yeah, 2016. Yeah, 2016 to 2017 is our, like our first demo. Mm-hmm. We we recorded like in 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 total like we recorded like six songs, but we put out four of them at the time. And we're just like fuck this. We'll just put out these two later. But yeah, we we recorded our demo in like 2016. Put it out like I think it was like I don't I think it was like early November. We we put it out after our first de- uh show. 
What was your first show? Our first show was a uh, at with Downpressor at the library in Ventura. It was it was a sick ass venue. It was for only sick ass fools, but it was, <laughs> it was a it was free. Yeah. Like you all you you had to rent out the room. It was like 45 bucks or whatever. Just maintain it and it was sick. Like we had a bunch of shows there that we put on. And then this show like we we're like fuck it. Like it's the perfect time for us to play. Like just, let's just play. Like uh, at the time uh Jaina wasn't around to be able to play but we were like fuck it we'll play as a four piece and like open the show so we we played that and it, it was perfect like the, there was a lot of people there's all our friends there like great reaction and then like the show happened and there, there's like crazy ass footage of downpressor playing there and that room packed like there's like it looks like 200 people in there which is like i don't know, like a 85 people capacity something like that yeah i think i saw the flyer to it did a did a band called Dead Beat play on the show too? Yeah, yeah. Because, because like you, you guys posted Dude, it. And they're you're like, sick. You're like, it's the first Dead Heat show, and I was like looking at, it, I was like, did you misspell your name? What the fuck? And then like <laughs> you guys are like all small at the bottom. I was like, oh, there's Dead Heat. <laughs> Who the fuck is Dead Beat? <laughs> What's that? De- Dead Beat was another band. Uh, I remember the drummer. Who was it? The drummer of uh, what was the the bad the new bad brain singer don't put band. don't put me on the spot chris that's rude <laughs> i'm just putting anybody on the spot. <laughs> no no <laughs> fuck what was the, the band called the, uh, it had, the one with todd yes yeah 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 i know you're that, talking about yeah and he was in that band and i was like oh shit like but other than that like they're they're sick they're just like um a db band like a DB hardcore band. That's tight. Yeah, and then yeah. you guys do the. This is like the most proper thing I think, which is like, do your demos, and if they're good, put them out on vinyl. Like that's so ill. They just both came out on record, and that came out 2018 on Reconsider Records. How do you hook that up? Shit. Oh, those are our homies from uh, Long Island. We got. Um, we just had friends like that. We had put out uh, that. We just like. I've, who is it that I forgot who talked to them? I think it was Janet. Janet probably talked to like uh that foo who runs Reconsider and he was just like and I guess like uh it was just easy for him to like put it out. So he's like, fuck it, like let's just put out the whole demo and two songs that you had and it's like the extended demo and we'll put it out as dead heat. A dash dead heat, you know? Yeah. So, yo, I mean, that stuff's all really good. Like I said, you guys came out the gate good. But I think where you guys, like, break into something special is, like, that uh, that summer promo cassette you did in 2018. Like, those songs are just, like, a notch above. How do you feel about doing that? I want to say again, it was cutting out. No, I was saying that I think that, like, the demo stuff is good, but that the summer promo cassette you did in 2018, oh, like, yeah. that's just, like, a notch above... How do you feel like coming into like that songwriting? Oh, that the what is it the the promo that we put out is a that was the two songs that we were putting out from the record that we were gonna obviously certain death that we were gonna put out. So I mean it was just like it, every every time we like record it's like a step above of what we're doing next, and we don't, we don't realize it until we do it, and then we're like oh yeah, like this this sounds way better than what we were doing before. It's like 
like like we said we're just like going up we're just graduating a little bit more we're like we were in our freshman year and then we went to our sophomore year and we know a little bit more we're like all right we're we're getting this down and then we we did certain death which is in our junior year, i feel like and then uh i don't know it just feels like that promo was just exactly the style that we're we're going for and it was just like putting that out there right also 2018 you do the split seven inch with mind force and uh mm-hmm. yeah it, it's pretty rad because like that is uh it's like right before you guys both blow up you know it's like who could see it coming and now like i mean mind force is probably my favorite band at hardcore you know other Dude, other than seriously. you guys didn't take offense you know but like I, I, jesus who would have thought that like that would have gone that way you know what i mean yeah, Mind Force is just a force to be reckoned with. Anyway, it's like we did like from the get go. They they had a band before that, and I was just really into that. And the way they, the way he sounded, I was like, "Fuck, this is sick." Oh, it was a uh, was it Laser, something Laser, but uh, fucking Mind Force. When they first started out, we we're just like, "Fuck, we have to we have to do a split with them." So we just reached out to them and we're like, "Yo." do you guys want to do a split with this? And they were like, from the get go, they're like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Like, and then it took a while before we actually put it out. But like those songs, I feel like we're, we're another, we're another like form of like, I don't know, like, uh, cause it obviously has like pay the toll on there and like songs that like people love. Like, (laughs) so I was just like, fuck it. Like this is like its own entity in itself. Yeah. Yeah. And around that time, like, do you feel like you're getting more traction? Like, because you've done a a ton of bands before that, like, kind of come and go a little bit. Like, do you feel around this time, like, all right, Dehi is something like we're doing and we're going to stick with? Yeah. Like, I feel like at this point in the game, we're like, we're set in stone that we have something going for us. And it's like the most we've gotten with any band. So we're just like, fuck it. We're going to keep going. Yeah, so ill. So ill. Do you guys, uh, do you tour at all off this stuff? Like, do you go, you go out to the East Coast and do a couple festivals, right? We, we have done East Coast. We did, uh, we had done East Coast, like, I think four times. Uh, the, the first time we did it, I think it was like on our full US. And we had gone to play, I think it was FYA. So we routed it. It was like a, it was like fifteen days at most or whatever, but we routed it so that we could just play the big cities, and just keep driving until we got to like Florida. What year? But was, we went. What year was that? Was that twenty eighteen? Shit. Um. Shit. It might be. No. Hold on. <laughs> God damn it. Uh. Yeah. Hold on. I think it might be twenty eighteen. Yeah, my fuck, my memory is all off. No, that's all good. Let's uh, let's talk about some standout shows. So this is the first time that you've gone around the country, correct? Yeah. What's the what's the routing you took? What's the first show outside of California? I think the first show out of California. I think it was it was Salt Lake City. Okay. And how was it? I remember that. How was it? Cold, cold as fuck. (laughs) It it was snowing, and it was our first. Like I was like fuck let's just we're driving all the way like whatever like i've never been like this far out of california like driving yeah like 
I've I've been dri- I've driven to like Arizona, and like, like, Reno, shit like that, in Oregon, but like, not like any anywhere out east. So I was at I was like fuck it let's go, and then we went, and we got to Salt Lake City early. We just checked it out. Went out to like the Mormon temple and shit. We were like what the fuck, and then uh, we went out to the malls. And at the time, we were just like, we we're just, we we're just going crazy, just doing whatever. We're like, fuck it, we're no one's ever gonna see us again. So we're just like, doing whatever. And then we got to the show, and it started like, sewing down. Like, fuck, it just got so cold from then on. I was like, fucking not prepared. Like, <laughs> all my winter clothes are fucking made of cloth, and I was like, fuck, why didn't I get like a North Face like everybody else and shit? <laughs> <laughs> Had you guys driven in the snow before? Um. No, <laughs> it's wild, right? Uh, uh, no, it's some. Yeah. It's something to think about. Like that's, we're like blessed to be from like Dude, somewhere fuck. with like the greatest climate on earth. You know, like it gets. Yeah. If it's cold, like put on a hoodie. If it's hot, like wear a tank top. You know. To yeah no um, I'm I'm fucked I I'm blessed with that every day. I'm like we don't have weather here. It's like perfect all the time. You know what I mean? Like it changes from like maybe twenty degrees up to like twenty degrees down, but nothing like to where it are freezing or fucking dying of heat. You know what I mean? It's like, it's perfect here. I feel like. Yeah. And then like every, everywhere else in the country, they're like, they get weather. And I'm like, they're like, Oh yeah. Snow is like common. They're like, but it's piece of shit. Like nobody likes snow at all. And I'm like, and I'm like over there. I'm like, Oh, I love snow. Like, cause I have, I'm from the West coast. Like I've never, I don't see snow at, at all. Like, so I'm just like there. I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying this. And then I start driving and I get fucking into black ice. I'm like, the van's, like, fucking going everywhere. I'm like, oh, fuck this. And I'm like, I pull over and let somebody else drive. I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. But, yeah, I, fuck that. Yeah, it's like, it's, like, two of the things I always think about when, like, California bands, like, leave the state the first time is, like, the extreme weather that you get, like, almost out the gate. And then also, like, there's way more fucking bugs everywhere. Dude, fuck bugs, too. Yeah, like, when you get to the south and shit, I remember... You, you can't avoid them. They're in the car, too. They're just everywhere. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, we opened the door for, like, a second. Like, ten, ten mosquitoes came in or something. And I was like, fuck. That shit was sucked. Yeah. Do you remember any other shows from that tour? Any, any stand-up memories? I'm trying to think. Yeah, because we played. I'm trying to think of the routing that we had. And it's so early on. I think it was, like, after that, I remember we played. We played Colorado. It was like to some big venue too. It was in Colorado Springs. I had I had tried to book I booked that one because I was trying to book it in Denver and I wasn't able to find anything. And so I found something in Colorado Springs and it was like it was on a like a Wednesday too, so like not many people came out, but there was like there there was some heads in like in what would be like a, a VFW hall. So it was pretty like cool to play. And then um I remember after that See what's what's the routing after that? We went up. What's the states? It was like somewhere in the Midwest. Like I think it was either Nebraska, Nebraska or shit. I don't know. But we went up that way, and then we went to Long, like, like New York, Long Island. I remember those shows were crazy. Yeah, what do you remember about them? <laughs> Long Island. Long Island feels like Oxnard 2.0 to me. 
Like, like ev- everybody there is just like homie, straight. Like it's our, it would be like our second home. Every time we had shows there, it was like n- nuts. It was like what everybody does here, but like New York style, I guess. Yes. I don't know. Every time we played in New York, it's like it's 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 nothing but love there. It's crazy. Yeah, were people like familiar with the material? Like people were into it. Yeah, like I forget who like Hangman from the start was always like sick ass fool. Like they were just friends. Like down for it too. Like they since we put out that shit with Mind Force too. Like they were always like around. Like to I don't know, just to, to be friends and shit. Like it was sick. I I forget how we met like all them, but I think it was like Jaina had like met like Lumpy, which is like he's like in Sanction and like all those other bands that are from around there. So they just knew everybody, and it, like that's how like we already had that connection. So when we went out there, it was like sick already. How was playing the <laughs> FOA Fest? Or what are your memories of that? That that was that that was beyond beyond my expectations. I remember because I was like. That was the first time I had actually played Florida or been to Florida. And I remember we got there and it was like, like fest style. So it's like a bunch of bands. There's a bunch of people. We're obviously like a smaller band. And like, so all of that, we're just like, fuck, well, when we play, like we got a good slot. So when we, let's just do it when we do it. And then everybody was like, after we played, we was like, I don't know, like, everybody just hyped us up, and I was like, fuck, that was crazier than I thought it'd be. We play- I remember we played a Chromex cover, and that shit went off, and there's just, like, video of that, too, and I'm like, fuck, you can see the whole room, like, going crazy, and then I was looking later at, like, pictures of Chain of Strength, and it's, like, nobody in the room, I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just crazy. Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, like, approaching writing and recording Certain Death. Uh is there any sort of intent like going in to do this record or are you just like laying down the best songs you can write? It was kind of just like we had some songs ready for it, but at the time, like it was kind of like we got into the last month and a half of like, Oh, we need to write like four songs or something. And we just kind of like, it kind of rushed into it, but at the same time made good songs out of it. So we we're like, fuck, we put it like 10 songs together with the cover. And it was just like, I don't know. It, it worked out perfect the way we had it. Yeah, yeah. Are are you happy with like the final product? Because that's like a big deal, like doing a first like full length LP. At at the time, I think I was like, I, I felt like rushed at the time, and then when we finally like, I, I don't know, because I remember we were recording it, and I was like, ah, oh, like I don't feel like this is it or something, and then like when we finally got it back, I was like yo, this is, this is it. You know what I mean? Like our first full LP, like short and sweet. And then like, it has a cover and all this shit. And we're like, production sounds great. And we're like, fuck these songs are like just another like key into like what we're going into. And I feel like it was just like, it, it, it was just like songs that we, we had to put out. You know what I mean? It, it was like we had fast songs on it. We had songs that were like kind of groovy, and then we had the the two promo songs that we obviously put out earlier. So it was just like it was everything that we had at the time. When do you think like Dead Heat grabs like the attention of everyone? Like is before the LP, 
right? Like, what do you think did it? Like the like the reason why you guys were able to break through and like become as popular as you are. Honestly, I don't. From the, from the demo, it was like we had like some hype or something because we were just like an, I don't know. I, I remember like we we played like the first couple shows and it was already like crazy amount of kids moshing to it and we're like fuck like we never had like this reaction to any band that we've ever been in like so we're like fuck it's crazy so like the demo it was like we put that out and like we had some hype a little bit but i feel like once we put out the split with mind force that's when i don't know that's when everything like got more hype i guess because that's from the split this, oh no! I remember the two songs that we put out is what got us onto the FYA fest, and then after FYA fest, I, we put out the split, and that's when we put out "Pay the Toll" and all those songs that like everybody was just crazy for. And we were like, "All right, damn! Like we need to put something else out after this, but we need to like make it better." Yeah, a cool thing you put out in 2019 is like that that live at Studio F12. Uh, it's like a live recording in Richmond. Yeah. What, how'd that come about? That came about I think we we were playing we were playing United Blood. And while we were there, I remember Ace, he's from uh, Mutually Assured Destruction. He, but he he puts on all the shows out there and he's like, Oh well uh we want to record you guys at the the F twelve. Oh no, I sorry. Edgewood hit us up about that f12 and um he's just like oh do you guys want to record something a live promo thing before you know like the the fest and we're like fuck it let's do it yeah how do you feel about it like how it came out and so forth i mean it we we did it at like six in the morning oh jesus it, it, it sucked to be honest i was like not awake yet and then like uh, we we kept having to re, like, redo songs, and I was in the other room while everybody was just recording live and shit. But I was just like, "Fuck!" Uh, like, uh, like at at the time, like I I blew up my voice too. So for like the rest of like the fest, I was just like, uh. <laughs> anyway, you, I, I don't know. It was cool though. Do you do vocal warm ups or anything before you play? Not really, and I probably should. <laughs> now I do. Before I did not. Like, and people were like, "Oh yeah, like how do you do the scream?" I'm like, "I don't know. I just fucking do the scream." <laughs> <laughs> what What is your technique now? Now it's just like now I'm like humming and shit before like trying to like I try to like gargle shit and make sure like like I can like hit the high note at some point. So like I it, all my like. Vocal warm ups are just like, uh, and then like trying to like grunt as long as I can, yeah, but really low. So it's like it, like, it rattles my throat. So I'm like prepared for like singing, yeah, that's super but low. Other, other than that, hum. Um, yeah, other than that, I just drink like tequila too, and then just gargle that shit. That's a move. The other move, dude, is you got the tattoo, you just got to sing misfit songs. <laughs> I'm telling I mean, you. The- <laughs> you do the hum, do the hum, and then belt out a couple of misfit songs in the fucking alley. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I I I, I used to just like um 
like sing in the car before because i for dude i don't know why but the fuck i'd always like remember her not remember i'd forget all my lyrics right before we're playing so i'd have to write the lyric to every song as my set list and everybody else in the band was like looking at my set list like what the fuck is that and it's just the first word of every song so i remember (laughs) (laughs) that's it i like it let's talk a little bit about anthony and his art and uh, how important that is to the band oh uh that's just crazy like i before i'd I'd always know that anthony could draw because he he drew the first like treacherous skin like shirt too so he was just like and with i remember with certain death he he just like winged it with it too he's like uh that was like the first thing he's ever like painted i remember and he just fucking killed it with it and now he's just like killing it with his art like even more so like he does all that shit like all the time just draws like random shit like now he paints all the time and like He's gonna do like the inside of our our next album and shit, but he he's got his own like uh, thing set up where he's like he draws commissions for people too. So hit him up. Yeah, get at him. The other thing is like Dead He is always on point with like having all kinds of merch, and uh, you know with some of the interviews I've done like with Instead and and Uniform Choice, like both those bands were really prolific with their merch and. You guys are very similar. Um, how do you stay on top of that? And and also, like, you you have a little bit of a background in the screen printing now, right? Uh, yeah, it's because I print everything that we have. <laughs> so, I mean, like, we got, like, merch ideas, and they just come to me. I'm like, all right, well, I can print that. Let's just, let's just do it, I guess. And we just go with it. So I have the capabilities of uh, doing what we can with merch. So I'm like, all right, well, let's just do it. That's, um, you guys went to Europe in 2019 and, uh, in the fall of 2019, what was that like? Dude, that was ill as fuck. That, I remember we left the day before Halloween and got to Germany on Halloween. And, uh, it's a culture shock when you go there, like, uh, Breakfast is not the same. It's not greasy. It's um, fruits, and they got crackers and cheese and meats. And I loved it. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, how come we don't have this? Like, we don't have healthy options like this. You go into, like, every gas station, like, that would be a 7-Eleven, but it's, like, it's, like, hometown buffet and shit. Like, they got, sorry, hold up. They got, like, things behind the counter, like, good ass meals like they have vegan shit like at every gas station you're like what the fuck like over there like you go to mcdonald's and you can get the, the mcvegan and shit i don't know i was i was i loved it i love europe like when we went we got so much hospitality too like we went to when we were in germany like we went to like all these random places too like we went to some tower like that's like the highest point that you could see. It's like, I don't know, like as tall as like the Empire State Building or something like that or something. But it was sick. Like Germany is like another place too. Like we we played in some like hollow den in the middle of nowhere. And like 
40 people showed up and it was like crazy. It was sick. Yeah. Any other like show stand up memories? Dude, we played um the Netherlands. The the show that we went out there to play, it was like a festival. It was called the Sound of Revolution Festival. And it's I think it's like four days. Whatever, but or three or four days. And I remember we played on like the small stage of the first day. And we were like, I think second band in the small stage, but like um it was like 12 o'clock or like one o'clock and we had just gotten there set up and all this stuff. And then like the, the small stage is set up in the first room. So you have to walk through the first room to get to like the two big rooms where all like the other bands are playing. Like there was like big bands playing there too. can't remember. It was like, I remember Gorilla Biscuits and some other bands were like headlining, but uh, we played and it was like, 12 o'clock and there was already like 400 people in the room and we we're just like oh shit like we didn't know it was gonna be this packed while we played and when we played it got crazy too like we, it's like they're like oh we're from america and like all this shit and they're like oh they already knew and like and kids were moshing like obviously like i don't think people were singing along but like they were moshing crazy for us out there that rules did you do did you go to amsterdam do you have any fun there? <laughs> nah, we didn't go to Amsterdam. We went to um, the closest we got to Amsterdam was we went to the Hague in Netherlands, which is kind of like I don't know. It's just a nice city, I guess. But that was my first experience with like going to like a hash bar and shit. <laughs> and like, that's like the closest I got to like going to Amsterdam. I was like, oh well, I can't go to like those kind of places over there. I'm like, well, I'll go here. Yeah, you have fun though. I had hella fun there. It was fun, and then we took a <laughs> we took our homies Heavy D and Benji, oh, which shit. is uh, the party of the eight oh five. Yeah, and <laughs> and we just had the time of our life there. <laughs> like like they they made it even more special than it was. Like we were out there, but they're 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 just the party of it. It was fun. That rules. Let's talk a little bit about like the local scene in uh, 2019 and the beginning of 2020, because like I really feel like the scene was at a peak, you know, and kind of like you know you guys did that show at Hong Kong, and I think you might have played again a week later, but it just seemed like everything was firing. Everyone was coming out to every show. There's a million bands, you know. We documented 36 bands on the Narco for Life comp, you know, yeah. like. Talk a little bit about how the scene was going and uh, where you think it's going to be like coming out on the other side of COVID. Damn, that's a, another thing that was crazy. It was like, it was, yeah, it was pop. Like you said, it was popping off. Like, and the end of 2019, there was just like so many bands, so many shows coming out. We're like, fuck, this is going to be crazy. And like, we had, a, we had a, like our uh, music video show that we were supposed to make a music video for. And we like, for some reason, we weren't able to finish it because we had so many other like, scenes lined up that we weren't able to do because that's when COVID hit and we're like, fuck. So it stumped everything that we had. And I think now we're just going to finish that and put that out. But, um, I remember like, there's some like, like, uh, it was like civil conflict still like putting out new shit too that. And so I was like, oh, well this band's going to put out a new thing and we're like, we're going to play shows and we're going to, I was going to try it. I wanted to take them out and then play like some hardcore shows and shit. But like, 
yeah we we played um the last show we played was like was a drains uh uh video music shoot in in the backyard in la and that was like that was crazy that was nuts for sure that reminded me of being in like high school and seeing backyard shows going crazy but this is like this reminded me of like um, Santa Fury when uh, it got moved to the Romero house and it just got wrecked. It was crazy. Yeah. What if that's the last show you ever play? That'd be fucked up. That, that would be the last. Yeah. That, no, the last show I ever played was uh, like a couple days later with combat shock in Ventura at the Harbor at some random place. Oh shit. <laughs> but yeah, that being at being at that show, if that was the last show, that'd be that that that'd be sick, but also very sad. Nah, in true Nard fashion, the last show would be the show at the harbor. Like some random yeah. last show. That's like way yeah. more proper. <laughs> but uh, I, I, it was on a Wednesday too, I remember. Because yeah. it was like metal Wednesday. That's <laughs> wild. Um Let's talk about doing the new record because now you got it in the bag. It's done. Second LP. How did you approach uh, writing it and what was the process like? Dude, the process for this, I think, was easier. I mean, we had we had a good amount of songs, but like ready, like maybe like five since the last thing we, we ever did was Certain Death. And I feel like we put that out in like February of 2019, but we had it done since like November of the year before that. So I feel like we had a lot of time in our hands and we finally like got some songs together. Like we had like, we had like 10 or 15 songs before that. And it was just like starts of songs that we had, but we never like finished them. And then we finally like finished like five of them or whatever. And then we got, Vince and Yogi in the band and finished like five to like six more or something. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we, we just got like a, another inspiration from them being in the band too. And that was like our way of like finishing this new record. And honestly, like this new shit is like the best we've ever done. I feel like, like it, it's another step up. Like, obviously like, I feel like we graduated with this one. I mean, if, like in, in terms of that, yeah, it's a wild record. Like you went all in, like the, like with the dead heat, like gang part. That part's fucking wild. Have, have you have you listened to the whole thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've heard the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, like, I feel like it's just another step up of what we have, and I feel like it's it's everything I wanted to put it in a record before that we couldn't, and now it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm proud of this one, putting it out before like, like how certain death I was unsure of it, but this one I'm like, yeah, I'm sure of it. Yeah, it rules. It's something to be proud of. I think another cool thing you guys do on this record, uh, which I would actually like to see played up more, is like it's got to be Anthony right doing like the the John Carpenter type like intro shit. How so? It's like the, the like the synth shit. No, that I think uh, that was that was a uh, Taylor playing oh. synth on that. Uh, yeah, he I he like produced shit. the the synth part of he's produced the the synth part of the on the certain death one too. 
and uh, he helped out with this one. Like he, I remember he put the he put it in the little synth like while they're while they're playing on guitar too. So we're just like, oh shit. Well, yeah, that that'll sit. That'll sound sick. Yeah. So now I'm, thought- gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to add a synth so I can play it while I sing. <laughs> I thought it was Anthony for sure because he's like super into '80s horror, you know, and like it sounds like John Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now that I think about it, yeah, it does. But uh, yeah, super ill. So, what do you think? Like, I I like that you guys aren't strategizing. You know, what I mean, it's like it's time to do an album. You're doing an album. Like, did you consider holding it back or anything? Because like, who knows when they're going to be shows again? I mean, what do you like? As in holding back? What do you mean? Like, well, some people do don't you, want to put out an album if you can't tour off it. I mean, at the same time, we're kind of doing the same thing. Like, we're we're waiting a little bit, but obviously, we're we're waiting on album artwork right now as well, too. So uh, we're gonna wait on that and then prolong this as long as we can. Because I don't know. It's like if I put it out now, then. Uh, what I don't know. We have to wait a little bit. Whatever, whatever we're doing, like I, I, I kind of want to put it, push it towards when we could play shows again. But I'm like, at the same time, we can't, we can't wait this off. Like we got to put it out sometime soon. Yeah, I mean, who knows when shows are coming back? But I bet you by summer, if they got the vaccine like coming, we'll be all right. Shoot that yeah. fucking shoot that needle straight into my dick, and then, uh, <laughs> let's do some shows. Prince know? Albert I'll, style, bro. Just I'll be there. I'll be the first in line, dude. I don't give a shit. I'll shoot it right into me, and then I'm going to go stage dive. Hey, you've been in the Billy O's bathroom, right? <laughs> I have. <laughs> Many times. Uh, you, can get, you, you can get the vaccine, then. You're good. <laughs> you can handle anything. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But, uh, yeah, anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here? I mean, shit, I don't know. What do you want to touch on? I mean, I went through everything, dude. It's It's all you. Anything you want to say, you can say. Or anything you want to touch on, we can touch on. Otherwise, I feel all right. I'm, I'm good. I, th- I feel like I'm good. I feel like talked about the record. talked about past records. Let's see what else. Benji got a shout out. That's like important. Benji got a shout out. Heavy D got a shout out. Sorry. Shout out to the 805, I mean. Shout out. Shout out to the scene that's on pause right now. <laughs> shout it's out to all my homies moshing in their living rooms and not in venues yet you know yeah that's right because that's another cool thing you guys did recently was that uh oh yeah the, yeah, that, that, oh, yeah that's the, another thing the charman dead heat shit at ventura theater that was crazy because that's the first time i ever played the ventura theater and it was to nobody <laughs> yeah so i was like i was like fuck this sucks but i'm like at the same time like you know i had to make the best of it so I got drunk a little bit and acted like there was a crowd there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you guys have done several sets like in this time to no one. Cause you, you did the one for SOS as well. Yeah. That was the second one we did. I feel like that one was like more, more well-produced, I guess. I feel like that one we were ready for the first one. We were like, it's a Halloween when we were all dressed up. We we're like, fuck. I remember makeup was going to my eyes anyway. So I was like, Oh fuck. Like this shit sucks. Like, but the second one we were prepared for, I feel like we showed some more songs that we had on the record too. So I feel like everybody got a preview of like what we're what we're going for, I guess, or what we're gonna do. Yeah. So but other cool. than that, I was just like, oh, sick. Live live sets, I guess, is what what's in what we have to do for now. 
So I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's sick that we have them. Yeah, it's cool that like you guys aren't shying away from it, right? And it's like you still make it entertaining. You know, it's yeah. like you guys do such a good job of like being fun without being cheesy, right? It's like if someone else did like the pant rip off, you'd be like, "What the fuck, dude?" But like you do it, and it's like, "Fuck yeah, dead he did it." <laughs> What's up? <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I I mean, I did that before one time, and I was like, "That was in treacherous skin." And I was like, "Oh, okay." I'm going to try it again. This time, it's going to be televised so more people will actually see it. I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> and then uh, Aunt, uh, Janet was doing a guitar change. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to do an outfit change. Let's do it. <laughs> it might and stick, then, uh, though. It might stick. And now you got to do it all the time. No, nah, I hate it. No. Like, don't, tell, <laughs> don't, don't, tell, don't say that to people because then they're going to want that of me and I, I'm not going to produce. I, I got to see the rip live, though, dude. That shit was ill. I'll okay. show you personally, but not not to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe again when uh, if David Lee Roth ever, heaven forbid, dies, you do one as oh, a tribute no. to him. Yeah. Don't say that though. No. Don't wish that upon anybody. No, I said heaven forbid. One day, I mean, we're all gonna go <laughs> one day, man. See, I, that's what you already said it. Don't. God no. damn it. Oh my bad, my bad. But Chris, do you feel <laughs> wepper, do you feel well represented on here? Or? I I feel well well I feel well represented. <laughs> I'm like it's, it's fucking hard to say, huh? Well represented. Yes, it's hard. I, to talk I wanted to general. say well rounded. Yeah. Yeah, I feel well rounded. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I appreciate it. Well, dude, <laughs> thanks for doing this. And uh, yeah, it's a full. Thank you. I feel. Episode. I feel like. Full- I was like, I feel like at the same, like, I feel like it was the first interview though. I feel like I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could be too, but it's, uh, it's Tuesday night. And I, I gotta yeah, be an adult. I, I am an adult. I got work in the morning, but you know, it's Tuesday night as well. Yeah. I feel it, dude. Hey, it's 2020. You just gotta do you and try to survive, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Word up. But, <laughs> but yeah. Hey, thanks for doing this, Chris. Much appreciated. Hey, thank you, Zach. All right. What's up, everyone? I got Mikey and you know Stu, both from Omega Point. And uh, we're doing something special on this pod. We got a live set like we do with the Charm Man. But I want to shoot the shit a little bit first. So what's up, dudes? What's been going on uh, with Omega Point? You guys, uh, you did the set for us, but but how's the year been? How's this weird-ass year been? It's been a, it started off eventful, exciting, and then just went stagnant. But uh, it's uh, <clears throat> overall still for the 805, I feel like things are firing. But for Omega Point, um, things just went a little dry just because of the COVID situation. In addition to uh, my wife and I had our daughter, so just doing that as well as being locked down. So, uh, yeah, just... Um, Doing the doing the live set was actually the first time we were in the all in the same room together since the last show we played before lockdown. So yeah, and that, yep. sh- that show that was a Hong Kong cafe show. That was the Blue Room show. It was- yeah, the Blue Room. It was like a week after because we played the Hong Kong show, and then a week later we played um, that comedy club on Ventura Harbor with uh, a few bands um, that were out of out of the from Canada, I believe one was from Santa Cruz and slow bleed. Yeah. And, that, and then like the next week, everything just like shut down. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't at that one, but I was at the Hong Kong show. That one was a rager. You guys in Tahiti and Rada Correction? And yeah. Then, and then that was the that best was, show, dude. That was probably the peak, right. I'd say, of the scene at that point. Yeah, yeah it was. I agree. I Every, agree. Uh, yeah. I mean, as you guys have touched on multiple times, like the different generations um, throughout 2019, we're all like getting relevant with each other. And like winter to early spring 2020 is when like it just like was at the apex for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, doing little things like this and, you know, doing the pod and shit hopefully keep the, the flame burning a little bit and pull out of this you know there's there seems to be a light at the end of the tunnel some of that vaccine uh news was good and hopefully they get it distributed and you know maybe summer next year we pull out so uh hoping for the yeah best it's time. gonna happen yeah 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 i just gonna happen. i just gotta not die by then so uh yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i mean i just i think people just need to stay smart and i think there's probably ways to go about it safely with most majorities of like genres. Um, I think that punk and hardcore is going to be a little bit more difficult due to the, uh, the energy and the style um, of the shows. You can't just really be like, can't just do like a, well, actually I was going to say, you can't just do like a, uh, a car, a car parking lot show, but hey, that's don't actually tell that, don't tell that to stall like 13, dude. Yeah. No, that that <laughs> was like, actually I, done. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Well, and the fact they did it at the OPAC was fucking sick, too. Yeah, super, super dope. Actually, it's funny. I was driving. I had to go to L.A. for uh, for some work stuff a few weeks ago, and I drove past um, Agora Hills, and there's, like, the uh, the Canyon Clubs there. Yeah. And so usually when you're passing, when you're going southbound on the left-hand side, they have, like, the upcoming acts. And it pretty much, there's just a huge sign that said, like, save live music. And then it said, like, go to shows at... Um, Oxnard Performing Arts Center, like, because I, I think they purchased them. Oh, so they did, they yeah. Like, yeah, they were, like, putting it on. And they're the ones that did the uh, did the the punk show, the parking lot show. Um, yeah, they purchased OPAC, and they're the ones that are currently managing it. Um, so it's funny, because if you're driving on the 101, there's a giant sign that's just, like, go to OPAC. Yeah, I don't know how I feel, so I don't know how I feel about the Rich Valley foods behind <laughs> OPAC, dude. But uh, uh, that's cool. As long as you guys keep the punk shows going, uh, we won't burn it down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I, I think it's good for overall because, like, the Tower Club typically gets like Tower of Power, War, right. the comedy, you know, like the stuff that's relevant to like my parents in the vicinity of the 805. So it's good in in general for OPAC to stay open if they can figure out yeah. what they want to do. You know, I think what we got to do is like the first hardcore show back. Like, if uh, you know we're coming out of COVID, but it's still a little sketchy, is just do like a beach party. Just everyone wear like a mask and a snorkel, you know. Perkins, dude. Oh, uh, Perkins or yeah, yeah Perkins. Wyoming Beach. Yeah. I have some spots that I've been. I walk my dog around. I'm like, man, I need to. We need to have a fucking show here. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, we didn't touch on it on the episode that we did because we were covering like the 2000s, not the 2010s. Um, but yeah, there was a beach spot off of Perkins Road, um, right off of like Wyoming, um, kind of by where the uh, yeah yeah exactly um kind of where sound of Zero nine was and you went all the way down past what now is like a water treatment facility i believe there's just like a giant empty, empty parking lot and um and yeah we would just throw generator shows there for like three or four years that's where it never meant to play some of our shows so like that would be the vibe when everything gets back to quote-unquote normal 
Someone's got to have a good PA though for those outdoor shows. Yeah, they there was not a lot of good sound. <laughs> Dude, the only the only show we had there with a good PA got shut down immediately. The first band. Yeah. Fuck. That's why, like in in sketchy shows, you got to have the the biggest band go first. You know, just get yeah, out of the way. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, how do you guys feel being in the room and and doing the set for us? It was I was cool. pretty I mean, stoked. Yeah, we've all. You go ahead. Yeah, we've all seen each other like in like little spurts. You know, I, I hang out with like Robert. Well, Robert's like the fifth me- member of Omega Point, and he actually makes he makes a little little guest spot at one point. Um, but uh, so I hang out with every all these guys individually, like in little pockets. But like I said, it was the first time to have each other in the room. Um, it felt good, and it felt also good for me to like revisit the songs because they. You know, we, we recorded them, we put them out. Um, and then, like I said, just kind of like off the mind for a long time. So to revisit them, revisit the lyrics after like everything that's happening, um, which I found like new relevance in lyrics that I wrote um, and kind of like to current day. And I just saw them in a different light, even though they're my own lyrics, which is the cool thing about lyrics. Um, so it was cool. I, I enjoyed it very much. So uh, my my voice and my throat weren't a fan of having like an eight month period of not singing to go into going into full, full chaos, but I managed. How about you, Stu? You keeping the calluses up because, uh, all the rock climbing. Yeah. Funny enough is I've, I've played drums way more than I've climbed this year. So, um, I found a lot of time to practice and it was just cool to like play music with my buddies that I've been playing with for so long. And, um, you know, throw some, throw some fills in there that I've been like working on alone. And it's just fun to like, it felt like I was putting everything to the test and it's like, it was the closest thing I had to a live show. And every time I I play live, I feel like I, uh, I really try to put myself up like weeks before. And, um, I saw myself doing that and like, felt really good. And to just like bang on the skins and fucking play fast, which I feel like I played really fucking fast, almost too fast, but (laughs) You know, um, I'm just too psyched, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is important because, you know, right now when, when there can't be shows, it's important to have like little like tentpole events to like work for, you know what I mean? And so, you know, any other bands that want to do this, get at me, we can make it happen. You got to just shoot me email 185 miles south at gmail.com. But how was it, uh, like recording? So Ian is the guy that helped us out here, dudes. And uh, I'll put his info like on the show so you can contact him if you want him to record you, if you want to do a demo, a record, you want him to record you live, whatevs. But uh, how was the process of of having a dude record you like live? Um, I mean, the process felt pretty organic just because, I mean, he's a chill dude in general. And he just kind of plopped into our our local spot, which is like Vince's little room on A Street in Oxnard. Um, so that, that there wasn't like anything weird of like, oh, I was in this weird room and i felt out of place because that you know it was where we kind of like do our thing anyways um what was weird for me is i i get my energy from like somewhat like the nerves of being at a show or like you know just the adrenaline of like being on stage because like i personally find myself like as someone that's rather shy and whatnot but um you know, ever since I was like 16, I've been singing in bands. So I got over that fear and I kind of like used that platform, if you will, just to kind of like 
go crazy for that X amount of minutes. Um, and it was weird to do that without the aspect of a show. And, you know, like there's a date, it leads up to it. Everyone's there. You're chilling with the homies. And then like, oh, it's our time to go on. On, on top of that, you're like going off all the other bands. So without that, it was just kind of like, oh, I showed up. So what's up? Some friends I haven't seen you in a minute. Oh, it's time to go. All right, cool. Um, and so for me, it's harder to, ch- to channel the energy in a situation like that. Um, and like I said, I think I may do, but, um, that was the only weird part was just like having something that I knew was going to be broadcasted. If you like, yeah, like, you know, presented in a live format, um, without having the live, um, energy. You just got to feed off Stu's fills, man. You don't need the crowd. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, and, and, you know, for the most part, like, I mean, me, Vince, and Stu have been playing music for a long time, and Mike's been playing bass with us for at least... Yeah, shout out to Mike. Yeah, shout out to Mike, the homie. Um, and so, yeah, so, I mean, we're, you know, we're, we know how to how to play with each other. It wasn't, there wasn't anything, I think there were some cobwebs, but it wasn't anything that we could just, like, get back into the swing of things. Yeah. All right, Stu, tell them what they're going to expect right now. So, what you're gonna get, what you're about to get into is uh, five songs of, uh, I think, no bullshit. Our favorite songs that I mean, we all know that these are the songs that represent the band the most, and uh, just one after another, no breaks, only mosh. Yeah, man, we're gonna we're gonna go to Omega Point right now, guaranteed to haul ass, and guaranteed the episode one. The legend, Joe Rivas, would refer to them as phenomenal. Let's do it. Go 
Ah!